It's time, D-Heads! Disney Blue presents The Diz Radio Show. Every week, Diz Radio lets you relive the magic, movies, and memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic entertainment, newest hits, retrospects, and breaking news on Hollywood's latest. So put on those ears, strap on the proton packs, beware of Lost Boys, jump on a hoverboard, and flip that dial to the Disney Sunday movie. The Diz Radio Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Merry, merry Christmas season. All of you Diz Radio fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment here at the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 249, for the week of December 15th, 2023, all kinds of fun is on the horizon. Yes, as I've been saying all month long, we are continuing on with our very merry month-long Christmas celebration with all things holly, jolly, fun, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it, we are celebrating the holidays here with you at Diz Radio. And to help us do that and kick into the season, pun very well intended, we have none other than Randy Heller stopping in here at the show. Now, Randy, you may know from a variety of different things, including the Broadway musical Grease. She was also groundbreaking in her performance as Alice in the show Soap. And most of you know her, like myself, being a martial artist myself here, as the mother of Daniel LaRusso in the Karate Kid franchise and Cobra Kai. And Randy's going to stop in and talk about her exciting career, the longevity, being part of Mad Men, as well as the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, and just what could happen if Grandma wanted to sweep the leg. Lots of fun stopping in with Randy, and I'm excited for this interview, like I said, being a martial artist myself. Now, in addition, as we're kicking into the season still, we have the D-team here. That's right, we have Cody, Dominic, Aaron, Frank, and Jeremy all stopping in with their signature segments, bringing a little bit of holiday fun, flair, and all kinds of pop tidbits for all of you Diz Radio fans out there. Now we have all kinds of fun kicking off all season long. Like I said, I'm excited. It's fun. There's been all kinds of holiday things happening from TV specials, movies. I mean, how have you been celebrating the holidays? I know I've just been glad that Diz Radio has just been just having the time of our lives here this season. This past week, I just decorated more cookies with my family. You know, we went out Christmas shopping for each other. It it was just a fun blast. I love it. Uh, You know, we just, we celebrated Christmas. I even spent my time volunteering at a variety of different places for those less fortunate this season as well. So... I am excited, the holidays are here, and we're going to kick off show number 249 for the week of December 15th, 2023, and you know what? Let's kick it off with a fun little classic, A Christmas Carol, something that most of you realize doesn't start until Christmas Day. It's not a countdown. It's a count of the holiday starting on Christmas Day. And I'm talking about a little song that was first published in England in the late 18th century. You may know it as the 12 Days of Christmas, which actually start on Christmas Day. Yes, that is day one. So let's officially kick off this show, have some fun, and I'm going to release the reins here to a good old-fashioned Christmas classic, as could only be done when holiday specials were a thing that we all gathered around the TV for. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. And on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 
two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three branch hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three branch hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the Christmas my true love gave to me Seven swans a swimming Six geese a lane Christmas Together, starring John Denver and John's special guest stars, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Floyd, Scooter, and Rolf. 
everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Diz Radio's Quote of the Week. This week's quote comes from the Netflix series Cobra Kai. Now, when the coming-of-age martial arts drama film Karate Kid premiered in 1984, it inspired a phenomenon of kids to embrace karate when facing their fears. Since then, several stars of the film franchise, which included the sequels The Karate Kid Part 2 in 1986, The Karate Kid Part 3 in 1989, and the next Karate Kid in 1994 have brought their kicks and senseis to Cobra Kai. Set 30 years after the original film, the YouTube Premium released the first season of Cobra Kai on May 2nd, 2018. And the second after is launching their first two seasons on August 28th, 2020. Now in January 2023, the creators and showrunners announced on Twitter that Cobra Kai would end after season six though the trio did tease possible spinoffs. They stated, On day one, their goal with Cobra Kai has always been to end on our terms, leaving the valley in the time and place we've always imagined. They wrote in a statement, At that time, while this may be the bittersweet day for the fandom, the Miyagi-verse has never been stronger. The fandom is the best on the planet, and we hope to, hope to be telling more Karate Kid stories with you down the line. Because as we all know, Cobra Kai never dies. Now, several of the original actors and actresses reprise their roles in Cobra Kai, such as Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, William Zabaka as Johnny Lawrence, Martin Cove as John Kreese, Elizabeth Shue comes back as Ellie Mills, and our special guest this week, Randy Heller as Lucille LaRusso, Mrs. LaRusso. Now, this week's quote comes from Amanda LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso's wife. We've been here five minutes and I've already seen 10 people I hate. It's Christmas, all right. Well, that's all the time I have for this week's episode. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. And remember, have a magical week. This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso... Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but... We're not quitters, are we? Until Hi. he met the hey, right girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Is that your address? <laughs> you got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. Country Club 930. Definitely. You gotta be nuts. And his troubles really began. Uh, uh, then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise teach karate. And a friend. Fighting always best answer. How did you do that? Don't know. First time. Power. Whole body. Make a perfect picture. How do I know if my picture's the right one? If come from inside of you, always right one. Lesson about the balance, not just karate, lesson for all life. Why train? So I won't have to fight. Hey, karate kid, let's take a move. No points or no points, you're dead meat. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me. In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. 
most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> JC Penny 398. <laughs> Don't get your tinsel in a tangle, D-heads. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. That's why you are listening to Diz Radio's annual Very Merry Christmas Celebration. Now, you listen to me. Even if we're horribly mangled, there'll be no sad faces on Christmas. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Uh, holiday hoobie whaty? All right, all of you Diz Radio fans out there, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 249 for the week of December 15th, 2023, and I am excited to kick into action this week, continue kicking forward into our very Merry Christmas celebration, and yes, I love just saying the word kick, because I myself am a practicing martial artist for the past 30 years. I'm also an instructor, something I don't think I've ever talked about here on the show, so it's something that I'm really excited for because we have none other than Randy Heller stopping in here at the show very shortly. Yes, Randy, you know it's Daniel LaRusso's mom from the Karate Kid franchise, Cobra Kai. She also had groundbreaking roles as Alice in Soap on Mad Men. She was in Greece. So many different things. Her career has been ongoing for so long, and she even has some upcoming projects that I'll let her tell you about that I'm excited for as well. So lots of fun there. We also have the D team stopping in here very soon here at the show. We have Cody, Dominic, Aaron. You already heard from Frank. We have Jeremy. So many things from the D team stopping in here as well. I am excited. So it is our very Merry Christmas celebration. We're continuing on with all kinds of holiday fun here this week. So with the holidays in wing, we're talking about all the different holiday things that are out there, things you've watched, things you've done, um, so many different stuff. There's not a lot of martial art ones, so, you know, it's a little hard to, to tie it in. But you can find a few, uh, you know, Christmas martial art holiday episodes of stuff, so I will tell you that much. You know, there's a holiday episode of Cobra Kai, which you just heard from Frank from the D-Team. There's also, you know, Kung Fu Panda Holiday. Um, there's a, a couple of them that are out there. As a martial artist, as somebody that has practiced martial arts almost his entire life. I teach martial arts in the evenings when I'm not doing Diz Radio, so always having that fun as well. And this weekend, in addition to having Randy Heller here, which I'm excited to tell my students about, they are also testing this weekend as well. They are ranking up, they're testing for their new belts, just in time for the holidays and Christmas. And yes, I even have a black and white Santa hat to wear with my uniform during testing. I know some people may think that's too fun, too crazy for, you know, the instructor to be doing that during testing, but it's the holidays, and I love good, positive Christmas cheer. Uh, you know, I, I just do. That's, it's just one of those things I love. So, with the holidays, though, and Christmas season here, we are getting really close to Christmas. There is one week away. We just finished Hanukkah. So, all of our friends out there that celebrated Hanukkah, all of our listeners, I hope you had a fantastic holiday as well. But Christmas is coming up, you know, about a week or so. So it's right around the corner. And what have you watched? What have you, you know, listened to? What kind of music have you enjoyed, um, you know, during the holiday season? What different things have you really just wanted to encompass throughout the holiday season? Like, what are some of those? I want to hear from you and, you know, and hear about all these different things that you have done. And you can connect up with us. And I'll, I'll give you that a little in a little bit here, all the ways to stay connected. I know I skipped that here this week because I was just so excited to kick into the show. 
get it. Now I just need to add like a little bit of like sound effects going like, you know, some karate chops here and there, right? Just add to the fun. It would definitely add to the mix, right? So with that though, what is a holiday tradition for you? What is something that you like to have uh, that your family just does? Hiding the pickle in the tree, see who gets to open up that first gift. Or the, the Feast of St. Nicholas, which I talked about last week here at the show. Or maybe it's doing like a Bethlehem experience at, at your church or a place where you worship. Um, maybe it's going out caroling. It's the annual, you know, making cookies as a family or getting those matching pajamas. You know, send us those messages. I want to hear from you. I want to hear all the different ways that you celebrate the holidays here, you know, so and, and make it special. Now, since we are talking to Randy Heller, I figured it's a good time to talk about maybe a little fun story from my history as a martial artist. Now, you may want to hear it, you may not. You can skip a few minutes and move on in the show, but maybe you want to hear it. I don't know, but you know, it was probably about 28 years ago uh, during a December testing. I was testing for a belt at that time. Um, you know, very young, early in my training, had only been training maybe about two years. Uh, just really excited, you know, and testings, you always get those butterflies in your stomach. You're always nervous, even though you're doing the same stuff you do a few time, times a week. You're, you're always going there. You're practicing. You're doing it. But for some reason, when you're standing at testing, you just buckle. You get so scared. You get so nervous. Now, I was getting ready to test. I did all the different things that I needed, all the different requirements and um, went through all the stuff. It finally got down to the demonstration portion. And a lot of martial arts do this, right? You got the demonstration where you're going to break some boards, do something fun, you know? Um, and in this particular testing, I had to, you know, break a brick um, and break some boards. And it was a stack of two boards, two boards, things like that. And I was like, I'm going to go out there and I am just going to, uh, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it awesome. This is going to be like the best uh, board break that I've ever done. So I, I get up there, I'm ready. And mind you, I'm a really vocal martial artist. Like when, I, when I'm like fighting or defending myself or uh, I, I'm kicking or throwing punches, I'm very loud. I tend to scream and key up a lot. Like I'm just one of those people. I'm very vocal. Then again, I like to ramble here at the show and keep talking here at the show too, right? So you're just used to that, all of you listeners, right? It's been 13 years of you listening to me ramble, so you're just used to it. But you know, I'm in the moment, the boards are there, you can smell the pine, you hear the boards, you know, everyone, the, 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 the whispering of the people and they're talking and, um, you know, you just, you got that smell in the air of everybody's stanky sweat from sweating so hard during testing, like, you know that smell. Um, I'm sure many of your kids smell like it, whether they're coming out of gymnastics or baseball or hockey or soccer, right? You, you're in that locker room and it just has that smell. You don't even have to do anything and you smell like it after, right? It's just, it's that smell. That's what this was like. The, the air was just so thick. It's like you're swallowing soup. I know, kind of nasty, right? So I'm there. I'm ready. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm, a couple of deep breaths. I'm going to do the fanciest kick ever. So I get up there. I'm ready. Everyone's staring. And then to top it all off, I'm getting ready to focus. And off to the side, no, it wasn't me. Somebody breaks wind. Yes, the loudest thing you ever heard. And everybody just busts out laughing. Like, bust out laughing. It wasn't like a, let's pretend it didn't happen. Everyone just started laughing. <laughs> so so we finally calmed down. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, let's, let's calm down here. 
So, so I'm sitting there and I have to like really focus on this now. I'm like, man, this is crazy, right? Like, how am I supposed to focus when this just happened? So, all right, so I'm there. I'm like, let's do this. Go to throw my kicks. I miss, of course, right? I was so confident I missed. I wasn't some prodigy martial artist or anything, right? So I missed. Um, not only did I miss, I overshot my leg so far. I ripped my dobok. Yes, I ripped it. So, you know, for some of you that aren't familiar, you know, that's just a term for gi, uniform. You know, it's just another term that's used in the martial arts world. But I ripped it. And uh, so I, I ripped the whole thing of my dobok. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Couldn't let embarrassment get a hold of me. Mind you, not joking here. I had some very colorful undergarments on, if you know what I mean. So while I'm wearing a, a white uniform, so I get up, I'm ready. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay focused. I'm embarrassed to all hell. And I get up there. I'm like, yeah, and I scream as loud as I can, and I missed again. Yes, I missed again. Uh, so yeah, it, it was one of those moments. Not only did I miss, I fell, pants ripped more. It was uh, pretty rough. But in the end, I did get up. I did accomplish it. I did break these boards. It was definitely a memorable day. Now, why am I saying this to you? You might not find it as funny. I have this on video. Not only, you know, this is before cell phone videos. So, you know, I had a friend sitting there with a camcorder, you know, recording the whole thing. And to this day, we still watch it back. And it is the funniest moment looking back now at all the things that happened in like a short, like three minute span. It was just like disaster after disaster after disaster. But I did learn you don't give up. You keep pressing on. So just a little story. Take for it what you will. Just a little something into my history. So all of you D heads out there, we have Randy Heller stopping in. Lots of fun little things, a little bit of banter from me, you know, get ready because season six of Cobra Kai is coming out very soon. And if you like gun fu, not kung fu or martial arts, you know, definitely watch John Wick. Those are also, um, you know, awesome uh, series as well. And like they say, uh, it's gun, gun fu, you know, so um, but I'm excited. Randy Heller stopping in. We have the D team stopping in here with their signature segments. And before I let you go and give you a little bit of a tidbit that I think you're going to find interesting, uh, I do want to give you all the different ways to stay connected here at the show because I didn't do it in the beginning like I always do. I got so distracted with our guest here this week, I just had to, you know, skip that. So stay connected. You can always go to dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, complete archives, connect up with the D team, shop our store. So many different ways to stay connected here at Diz Radio. You can buy our swag, you name it. It's right there on the official website. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Diz Radio Show. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm sorry, not Twitter, X. TikTok, Snapchat. Um, you can download the latest shows on the podcast app on your iPhones. You can listen to us through iHeartRadio, a variety of different places. So if you're using an Android or something, download the iHeartRadio app. You can find us right there as well. So stay connected here at the show. And all those links are right there on the homepage at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. So, D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to leave you here with some more Christmas tunes. It is our very Merry Christmas celebration. And how about a little fun one that was originally called Tinkle Bells? Yes, I'm not talking about going to the bathroom. But it was originally supposed to be called 
as Tinkle Bells. And it was written by songwriter Ray Evans, who thought that, you know, fun and uh, starry and things like that. Who would ever thought that Tinkle would have uh, have a, a, a different meaning nowadays, right? But anyways, it ended up getting changed later on to a little name. But first, this song started out, it is from a movie that was filmed in July and August of 1950 and released in March of 1951. Yes, it was a little film with Bob Hope. Yes, Bob Hope and a motion picture called The Lemon Drop Kid, a classic Hollywood one. And it was also re-recorded as well with Bing Crosby and Carol Richards in 1950 as well for a record that they released to coincide with the film. So not only did it appear in the film with Bob Hope um, and sung that way, it was also recorded with Bing Crosby on Decca Records in 1950 as well. And that Tinkle Bells, yes, I'm not talking about bathroom, was changed later on to the classic we all know as Silver Bells. A true, true Christmas classic. So all of you D-heads, let's press on for show number 249 for the week of December 15th, 2023, and I'm going to leave you with Silver Bells, not Tinkle Bells.
in their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down the oh. They're gonna fight! They're gonna fight! I thought Daniel wouldn't fight! You've got no choice! Justin, you must fight to the finish. Fight. Remember, Daniel, son, true strength come from heart. He's gonna do it! Discover the secrets of karate with Karate Kid Cry Action figures. Concentrate, Daniel, son. They chop, twist, and kick. Karate Kid Tri Action figures are each sold separately. And for more action, look for the Karate Kid Competition Center from Remco. Because the Munsters are putting up their Christmas tree in an all new special with an all new cast. The Munsters' scary little Christmas. And Munster mayhem ensues when Grandpa accidentally zaps Santa into his lab. Santa? Santa Claus? Is it really you? <laughs> the person I'm really playing in this movie is homage to Fred Gwynn. Quite, quite honestly. I mean, you know, he was the first and I think the best. And uh, um, I try to use him as an inspiration. And uh, if I can't use him as sort of jumping off place for my own choices, I'll just steal. You know, I'll look at an old tape and he'll go, oh, Louie. <laughs> You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, DNs, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, I hope you are getting into the Christmas spirit and getting all ready for the holidays. Really been trying to squeeze in extra Christmas movie watching this year. I'm going back and watching some movies and TV specials that I haven't watched for several years. It's been real fun rewatching those classics. Well, you guys have been busy sending in questions, so let's reach into Santa's virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Dane Dyer of Iowa, and he writes, Aaron, Merry Christmas, and glad to have Diz Radio in time for the holidays. Years ago, I saw a Christmas episode of The Munsters. I can't find it in the seasons of the show, and even looked up the new Munsters from the 90s and couldn't find it. Know what I'm thinking? Well, Dane, you're thinking of... The Munster's Scary Little Christmas from 1996. It was a made-for-TV movie. It featured a different cast from the original series, the 80s revival series The Munsters Today, and the previous 1995 television film Here Come the Munsters. The movie begins with son Eddie feeling homesick for Transylvania. Herman decides a good old Transylvanian Christmas is what his troubled son needs to get in the mood for the holidays. Together with his family, including Lily, Grandpa, and Marilyn, he sends out invitations to the entire Munster family, including Wolfman, Mummy, and the Gill Man. Herman also asks for a raise from his boss and is fired, taking on other jobs such as modeling nude for art class, donating blood, and wrapping presents. Meanwhile, on Christmas Eve's Eve, one of Grandpa's experiments has gone awry, accidentally transporting Santa Claus and his elves to the Munster mansion. Christmas faces ruin as there's no way to send Santa home and the entire family must find a way to save Christmas. The movie is also available to watch free on Tubi and available for purchase on Amazon Prime. Our next question reads, Diz Radio, longtime listener and D-head, and I was listening to Mickey's Christmas Carol LP. I recall Jonathan years ago talking about how it came out on LP earlier than 1982 and how it was different in a musical. Know where I can find it or what it's called. Well, the LP you're referring to was called An Adaptation of Dickens' Christmas Carol from 1974. It was performed by the Walt Disney Players, and it was a musical with six songs written specifically for the LP. 
some interesting facts from this LP. This album marks Alan Young's first performance as Scrooge McDuck, and the first and only time that Alan Young voices Mickey Mouse and Morty Fieldmouse. Most of the characters in the roles that they played would remain the same in the 1982 LP and 83 cartoon, with a few exceptions. The two fundraisers were played by Honest John and Gideon in the record, whereas those roles in the cartoon were played by Water Rat and Mole. The Ghost of Christmas Past was played by Merlin in the record, whereas Jiminy Cricket takes on that role in the cartoon. And the Ghost of Christmas Future was played by the Witch from Snow White in the record, whereas the cartoon gave the role to Pete. You can listen to the album on YouTube and relive that great musical adaptation. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Send all your questions or comments to Santa's Virtual Mailbag at Aaron at DizRadio.com. And that's E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and Merry Christmas. I'm going to tell you a story. It's about Christmas. Oh, it's not the usual Christmas story. This is a scary one, all about witches and ghosts. It was London on a cold and bitter morning the day before Christmas, and I, Ebenezer Scrooge, was walking to my counting house. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to one and all! Give a penny for the poor. Penny for the poor. Mm, December 24th. Just seven years ago today, my partner, Jacob Marley, died. Mm, Let's see. Macduff owes me... (laughs) I owe Macdougal... Money, money, money. The only thing that counts with me is money. Ah, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The happiest time of day is when I put my coins away, lock them up, bolt the door and dream about moustache. As a philanthropic fellow, I'm a failure. But as a miser, I'm a smash. The only thing that counts for me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The only thing that counts with him is money. Money! The only thing he's counting on is gold. Uh-huh. Nobody could exceed this individual for greed. Scrooge is cheap. What a creep as hard as me They tell you that you cannot buy contentment. Oh, but that philosophy is trash. The only thing that counts with me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. Your Father Christmas. And uh, no, we are. Your number one radio station. Show. Christmas. Where do we go from here? I'm Dominic, and for years I've been doing Disney-themed segments here on this radio. And during the show's hiatus, I stopped going to Disney World. Check out last week's episode all about that. So where do we go from here with this segment? Well, since this is a pop culture podcast, Jonathan thought I could speak about music in films, television, and the parks. Okie dokie, here we go. Let's start with one of the most notorious music score swaps in history. 
every film buff go through a Stanley Kubrick phase. It is prime film hipster real estate where you can bore people with useless facts about Barry Lyndon being shot with natural light. But the true Emperor's New Clothes art appreciation flex is 2001 A Space Odyssey. It is not a movie in any traditional sense. It is the asparagus of film. Endure enough of it and you'll eventually convince yourself that you like it and it is good for you. So intertwined is that film to its music that Richard Strauss's also sparks Zarathustra, written in the late 1800s, is better known as the theme from 2001. However, that piece and other iconic classical and symphonic music that is in that movie should not even be there. Alex North, who is absolutely no slouch, composer of movies like A Streetcar Named Desire, Dragon Slayer, pop hit Unchained Melody, and epics like Cleopatra and Kubert's own Spartacus, was actually hired to score the film. Directors often used temporary tracks of existing music to guide composers, and Kubert gave North several classical and modern symphonic pieces as a guide. North created a score for 2001 that was a mid-century film composer take on those pieces and started turning the music into Kubrick. When North attended the premiere in New York, he found out that none of his music was used and instead Kubrick kept the temporary tracks. North was obviously devastated and the original score was lost. Alex North was having dinner with Jerry Goldsmith in the very late 80s, early 90s. Goldsmith himself is a legendary film composer of Planet of the Apes and five of the original 10 Star Treks. Alex North told Goldsmith that he had found a copy of the original score for 2001. Goldsmith had a recording contract and talked North into finally releasing an album of the lost score for 2001. Alex North died in 1991 and never got to hear that score. However, you can. That album was produced and is readily available. So check out the infamous lost score to 2001 A Space Odyssey by Alex North. A modern version of that story is 2005's King Kong. After roughly 3,500 hours of runtime, three movies and two Academy Award wins for Lord of the Rings, director Peter Jackson and composer Howard Shore would seem to be an inseparable power couple. That is until Peter Jackson didn't like Howard Shore's King Kong score and James Newton Howard took over the project. Howard Shore is even in the movie as the conductor scrambling away from the giant ape in the theater. So that's that. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, or music and film suggestions. It's Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's spelled D-O-M-E-N-I-C. I am also on YouTube by searching WDW Plan Tunes. And if you're really into 90s syndicated professional wrestling, check out the Saturday Morning Superstars podcast. I am on there as well. So, folks, that is it for this week. Thanks for listening. I cannot help you unless you tell me what's wrong. I gotta take karate, that's it. You took karate. No, not, not, not at the Y, at a good school. Fighting doesn't solve anything. Oh, well, neither does palm trees, Ma. That's not fair. 
Yeah, well, like, it was fair coming out here without asking me how I felt about it, right? That was really fair. You're right. I should have asked. Yeah, well, I just want to go home. That's it. I don't understand the okay, rules here. Yeah, I want to go home. Let's up and let's see if we can figure out the rules together, okay? What about your bike? It's safer taking a bus. Why can't we just go home? Why can't we just go home and forget this place? Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Diz Radio special guest. All right, all of you Diz Radio fans out there, you tuned in for another installment here at the Diz Radio Show. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to television, movies. You know her from being that caring mother that everybody loves. You know her from Alice and Soap, Desperate Housewives, of course, Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, we have none other than Randy Heller here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Thank you, and thank you for having me. And hello, all you Diz fans out there. Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody with your resume, I mean, you know, I mean, so many different projects that you've been part of that everybody has seen passed on to generations. And I guess I, just jumping right into that right from the start, I guess, what got you started into acting to begin with? Like, is that something you always loved or wanted to do? Well, actually, I wanted to be a singer, and um, I was in two musicals, two big iconic musicals on Broadway in New York. One was called Grease, where I played Rizzo, and then I played uh, in Godspell on Off-Broadway. And I just got a phone call, and um, which led me to L.A. And they said, you want to try out for a show that's, you know, uh, filming in L.A.? And that's how I got here. But I, again, going back, I wanted to become a singer. And then I tried out for these musicals. And then one thing led to another. And um, I ended up in uh, Karate Kid playing a mother without any music. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and, you know, Karate Kid, of course, is that staple. And, and we'll we'll get down to Karate Kid very soon here. But let's jump into uh, an, an earlier one, of course, and playing Alice in Soap, which, you know, was a groundbreaking character at the time. Um, what was it? What kind of challenges were it bringing, like, this groundbreaking character to life? Well, in those days, and it's back in 19, I don't know, 78, 80, around there, early 80s, um, the LGBTQ uh, did not exist. I mean, it was a really a lot of pushback. Um, it was challenging in, in bringing those characters like Billy Crystal and Alice into the fore, into the bright light. And um, we got so much pushback that I think that a lot of it uh, was from the Falwell community um, that we got eventually taken off um, they didn't want to go in that direction because i think they were getting a lot of um yeah a lot of complaints um in fact when i played my character uh, i had a girlfriend introduced in the uh, second show and uh they wouldn't let me kiss her or hold her hand <laughs> there were a lot of limitations it was kind of silly back then it's amazing how far we've come you know now uh which I'm happy about. So I felt like I, you know, started it all. I was one of the first lesbian characters, maybe even before Ellen DeGeneres. Yay. It was those early on too. Like you, it was a groundbreaking character for the time and something that, you know, was a little more taboo at that time. Yeah, it really was. 
So that was kind of fun. Well, you know, and, and, you know, aside from that too, you know, you, so you have these groundbreaking characters being part of soap. And of course you are no stranger to groundbreaking TV series and series with acclaim, because that also brings me back to Mad Men. And Mad Men is just one of those shows that just, it blasted off, went crazy off the charts. What was it like being part of this show? And did you ever expect it was going to get such a claim that it, that it got at the time? Well, it was so incredibly wonderful working on that show because it was the creme de la creme in every way, in every department. You know, it was just an amazing experience. Probably my favorite TV show that I've ever done. And uh, Alice became, Alice, uh, Miss uh, Blankenship became iconic in her way because it was the first character to really bring some comedy to to it. And um uh, it, it, it was amazing because I only had like 36 lines in six episodes and I got an Emmy nomination. So it was like my dream come true because it was later on in my career. I was like 65 years old. It was 12, about 12 years ago, 11 years ago. So it was very exciting on every level. And, you know, John Hamm was just so beautiful to look at. So that was fun to come in to look at him every day. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a really nice guy. And John Slattery um, was the director. And it, it was his debut as a director. So it was just very memorable experience. Well, and that show went on to get so much acclaim and fun. And it's beloved even to, you know, nowadays too. Now, you know, being part of that show, like you said, just a few lines, getting nominated. Now, you've been a part of a, of a variety of different shows too, like Grey's Anatomy, even going back to, you know, Al, Felicity, Night Court, so many different things. Now, is there any times you've guest appeared on a show and you're just really excited to be part of that show or anything fun just being on the set that day? You're like, this is a dream come true, even if I'm just walking on today. Um, I, to be very honest, being a guest star is sometimes difficult because you come into a situation where you, you don't know anybody, all of the kind of the machine, the train that has been established, um, there's a certain flow to it. There's, it's an engine. So you're coming in and you're a stranger and, and it's, it's not always the easiest thing. Some sets were easier than others, but if they're going for four years, do you know what I mean? It, it's it's kind of hard to step in there. That that's just that's honest. I mean, you know, um, Alf was fun. You know, there there are sets that are lighter if they're doing comedy, but but even so, but um, Gray's was great. Jason Patrick's was a doll and so welcoming. So I guess what I'm saying is some are a little bit more welcoming than others because everybody's into their own kind of flow, you know, because they've been doing it for so long. Definitely. You know, and well, and then they got to have you come in and, you know, you're, you're going to just be there with all smiles and, you know, they got to make sure you're not upstaging them. <laughs> yeah, you got to jump in there as if you've been doing it for four years, you know, and, and you're nervous because you've never, you know, you've never been on that set before. You've got to get to know the people a little bit and, and, uh, yeah, so it's not my favorite thing to do of all the stuff I to be, but, but I did it. I've got a hundred of them. So I'm, I'm very grateful for them. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I loved, I love it. It was just, you know, it's miraculous to be in that kind of creative form and just being on shows 
that have to magically get it together. If it's, you know, five days, you're doing a half hour sitcom or you've got 10 days to do an hour show. So uh, it was a, it's a great learning experience because until I uh, stepped foot into L.A., I was just doing, you know, theater. So it was, whoa, this is different. You know, working with cameras and all the set people and so, so very different. But again, very, very happy that I was able to do that. Well, you know, and you were part of so many of them, you know, and people have recognized that as well. Now, shifting into the small screen, of course, the one thing that nobody can get away from, and I myself, being a martial artist as well, I got to say, being Daniel's mom Are you? on the Karate Kid. Yes, I am a fourth degree uh, master instructor, and I teach martial arts on the side. Wow. Wow. I'm so impressed. So it, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, with that, though, I will say, what was it like? being Daniel's mom on The Karate Kid. And did you think all these years later, people are still talking about The Karate Kid? No, I. we had no idea. When we first started, you know, Karate Kid 1, the original Karate Kid, I mean, I, I so remember to this day, so clearly, getting the script, you know, and, you know, I got a lot of scripts those days, and you'd be reading and and I was in my bedroom on my bed where I read my scripts and I'm reading this and I close the last page and I go, wow, what a little gem and great, you know, great part for an Asian man. And I, I was so, you know, but I had no idea that it was going to become an empire. I mean, nobody knew that. But we all went to work and um, Ralph and I just hit it off and there was an immediate chemistry. You know, it's either there or it's not. And it was. It was just I felt like he was my kid, even though I was only 14 years older than him. <laughs> you know, but uh, we just had a click and we laughed together. And I remember one day we were, you know, in the trailer. He came to visit me. And he, he opens the door and he goes, you know what? This is not this is a silly name for this. We got to change the name of this film. Karate Kid. No good. <laughs> so uh, who knew? Who knew? And then, you know, Cobra Kai and just turned into this huge, it's an empire. I mean, and, and, and to go from one thing to another and have so many different versions of Karate Kid, you know, besides, besides you know, Ralph, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think Will Smith. Kid, right? Did a version of it, and there was a female version of it. It was like, oh my god, I'm waiting for them to do like a grandmother version of it. <laughs> I'm practicing my, I'm practicing my kick right now, my crane kick. I'm getting ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's kicking, kicking some ass. Are you allowed to say that on Disney Channel? <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's what we need. We need, uh, you know, Daniel's mom to go in there and start, uh, you know, raising raising some craziness there. <laughs> now, now being on this set, you know, with, you know, you have Ralph, Pamarita, all this, and, you know, this film. So over the years, I'm sure you've met some crazy eccentric fans and things like that. I mean, how often is it that you hear somebody yelling, sweep the leg or any quote from the movie to you? Oh, my God, I hear it like if you just watch TV for, you know, a night, you'll hear some reference to it. It's just amazing. You know, I, I hear it all the time. I get fan mail still from it. 
And people just, you know, when I go and I do the uh, the autograph um, um, festivals or whatever they call them, um, I can't think of the word, conventions, um, I mean, people come over to me and they tell me how much this has affected their lives, deeply affected their lives, um, that they wish they had a mother like me. Uh, and just the whole experience, you know, um, the underdog, you know, winning, and it, it has affected truly so many lives and so many generations now, like the third generation we're going into. Uh, where, you know, dads watch it with their sons and then the sons become dads. And it's, it's phenomenal. And it's, and it's, it, it has such a good heart to it besides being incredibly, um, you know, filmed, you know, in the martial arts. It, amazing. These kids work so hard, you know, they're trained. Um, it's just an amazing venture. The whole Empire is just incredible. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm answering your questions. I get so carried away by it. But yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and and like I said, it it affects so many people to the point where I remember watching this film when I was probably about 12, 13 years old, and you know, it sparked me to be a martial artist. And now I actually teach my own son martial arts as well as part of being an instructor. So, it, it like you said, it affects so many people's lives. Well, you said you had four kids, right? They can. They're gonna. Kick your ass if four of them against you. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's great. That's great that you're passing that on. And, and with that too, then, you know, because, you know, Karate Kid and then Cobra Kai, uh, I guess, what was it like when you finally were approached and they said, you know what, we're going to make a TV series all these years later and you got to come back and be Danny's mom. I was absolutely thrilled, you know, and Ralph and I kept up. So it's not like I'm seeing him, you know, 40 years later. So I've watched him, but he doesn't get old looking. And I get so mad at it. <laughs> I go, what? Come on. That's not fair that I look like this and you look like that. I, I, it's very funny because when I first met him and he was 22, and I think I was 36. Yeah, 14 years old. And I said, how old? He's so mature. He acts so mature. How old is he? And he said he's 22. I couldn't believe it. And he just doesn't age. It's fantastic. So going back, it was exciting to see everybody, Billy and Billy, I hadn't seen in years. And um, yeah, it was wonderful to just be asked to come back. And I, I just, I just loved it. Thrilling. And, you know, and I can only imagine too, like you said, it's, you know, you keep it in contact with them and things like that. And uh, as, as you said, you know, Ralph doesn't age that it's funny because, you know, in that first season of Cobra Kai, he was actually the age of Pat Morita in the first Karate Kid. And I'm like, I'm like, he looks nothing like Pat Morita. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat Morita, I think, looked kind of old. You know, they made him look older than, you know, he actually was. But oh yeah, I guess he was about 60, right? Pat? Yeah, yeah. I only had the opportunity to do one scene with Pat, and I just loved it. He was great. He was a great actor. You know, it's you always think of him, as you said, as a comedian, and he's a wonderful actor. 
Definitely. Now, now with Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, all the different things, now you're also continuing to act all the time. And with that, you know, you have such people like Alex Winter, Jonah Ray, and of course, on Shudder, coming up in January, you have Destroy All Neighbors, and you're hitting into that horror realm now. So you're about to get scary and, and spooky and all that being on Shudder. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about working on this film? Yeah, well, it's it's about a writer uh, who has a living nightmare. He's actually living the nightmare because the things that screw him up about writing where he just gets paralyzed, all of those creepy crawlers in his head come to life and he has to fight them. It It is hilarious. A great film. I hope everybody out there in this world watches it because they're going to love it. It's a hoot. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, the digital effects are amazing, amazing. Yeah, and being on Shutter too, people are going to get really, you know, it's going to be a spooky kind of movie for them. So they're going to have fun, you know, getting those creepies and crawlies going. Yeah, but it's but it's fun. It's you know, it's not you're not screaming from it, you're laughing from it. It's it's terrific. Well, maybe it is a little scary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you know. I do expect to laugh though when it when when you have Alex Winter in there and I you know I always associate him with Bill and Ted and Lost Boys so I expect it to be good. Right, he is great. He's great. They're all great. Everybody's wonderful in the film. Everybody just comes to, you know, their skill. It's just terrific. I loved working on that. It was so much fun because I've never done anything like that. You know, so that that was. That was terrific. <laughs> now, you know, we don't want to keep you too long, but, you know, looking back at your entire career, all these years, so many things from break, breakthrough roles to roles that are being passed on to generations such as Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, you know, looking back for all the people listening in whose lives you've touched, maybe you've been that surrogate mom to them in series, maybe you've been that secretary that they could relate to, well, no matter what it may be, do you have any final words out there for all those people listening in whose lives you've affected over all these years? I just appreciate their fanship. Uh, it means a lot to me that people are still writing to me. Um, it gives me, it really warms my heart, the things that people say, that how these, you know, the, the, this entertainment affects their lives and makes them happy. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's a, it's a great job. If you guys, anybody out there wants to do, do this crazy work, it's wonderful. It's been just a joy. I, I have a wonderful family and I have grandchildren now and my little grandchildren just watch Karate Kid for the first time. And they said, well, you sound the same, but you don't look like that anymore. <laughs> but that's um, just been wonderful, really wonderful. Well, you know, and it's great to hear too, you know, that, you know, all these fans, all these years, you know, like I said, I myself, you know, even just not just interviewing you here for Diz Radio, but also a fan of the entire series. So much so I had, I had Billy and Ralph both sign my first black belt I ever got when I met them a few years ago. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, so one of these times I got to get around to the circuit so I can have you add on to that. Yes, absolutely. I would love to meet you in person. It's been a joy talking to you. Yeah. So yeah, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, take this time and, uh, you know, wishing you the best. And of course, in January, aside from everybody waiting for the final season of Cobra Kai, you got to watch Destroy All Neighbors on Shudder as well coming in January. So thank you again, Randy, for stopping in. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. 
Cause you're only a man And a man's got to learn to take it Try to believe Though the going gets rough That you got a hand tough to make it History repeats itself Try and you succeed Never doubt that you're the one And you can have your dream You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down Karate Kid is alive and well in the video market as well. It's number eight on the rental chart and number one in the hearts and minds of its producers as the Karate Kid 2 goes before the cameras in Hawaii. What had only months ago been undeveloped waterfront land on the north side of Oahu has been transformed into an entire Okinawan village for Karate Kid 2. As the story goes this time, the village is the home that the wise old teacher Miyagi, again played by Pat Morita, returns to. He, of course, takes with him his student Daniel, the Karate Kid, again played by Ralph Macchio. Creating Okinawa amid modern-day Hawaii was no simple task. It's a feat that has not gone unappreciated by the cast. I've been in and out of movies over the last 20 years, and it's the, not only the finest, but it's the best, it's the uh, most enormous set I've ever had the personal pleasure of stepping foot on and, and working. Um, it makes me feel like we're making a movie. Hey there, this is Victor DiMattia from The Sandlot, and you are listening to Diz Radio. You're killing me, Smalls.
just in time for Christmas. Oh, you will be hosting the Winter Feast. With the Kung Fu Masters from all the provinces? Yeah! I'm all about fine dining. You have some noodle in your neck fat. Poe's next awesome adventure. This may be our greatest challenge ever. Bandits? Raiders? No, place settings. DreamWorks Kung Fu Panda Holiday on DVD. This is where you will see all 29 masters. <laughs> Do not let me down. Don't worry, we'll get everything under control. <laughs> Maybe you could use a little help. You guys are the best. Join the year's biggest celebration. All right, everybody, it's Cody here, getting ready to bring you my movie pick this week. I really hope you enjoyed last week's pick, Santa with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan and Ed Begley Jr., our guest on the show last week. And if you didn't get a chance to, you can still find it on Tubi, completely free. So I suggest you go back and give that one a shot as well after you're done with this week's pick. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guest, Randy Heller, everybody's favorite karate mom from The Karate Kid, amongst other movies and TV series, as you heard while she was talking with Jonathan. And in sticking with the karate-type theme, I figured we'd go with something a little different as well this week, and we're going to go with Kung Fu Panda Holiday. Kung Fu Panda Holiday was released in 2010 and is a spin-off of the Kung Fu Panda franchise. The movie has some sensational voice talent coming from Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, Dustin Hoffman, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, David Cross, Lucy Liu, James Hong, and Jack McBrayer. A total star-studded cast for this movie. In the film, Poe, played by Jack Black, has been assigned the tremendous honor to host the annual Winter Feast at the Jade Palace. Now, Poe is extremely excited about this great honor, but at the same time, he feels that he should be spending the holiday with his dad. So, what he does is he tries to reject every fine chef in China in an attempt to lure his father into help cater this wonderful feast. Unfortunately, his father's loyalties lie within his community down by his restaurant for people who may not be able to have anywhere else to eat for the holiday. So, he decides to stay behind. Now, Poe's already kind of dug himself into a hole, basically telling every other Chinese chef to go elsewhere. <laughs> and it kind of leaves him kind of stuck on his own. As you can imagine, things kind of get a little hectic for him, and he gets overwhelmed. But lucky for Poe, he's got a great group of friends, the Furious Five, back again, here to help Poe get, get out of a jam. This movie is fun, and it's great for the whole family. Again, it may not be something that you kind of think about during the holidays, but that's what makes this movie so great. I know a lot of people, we kind of talk about things every now and then, like, man, if I could just go back and re-watch that movie for the first time ever, it would be fantastic. Well, you have that opportunity here, because if you haven't seen it, that's what you're getting. You're getting a brand new experience, don't know what you're going to get out of it, and it's a great addition to your holiday collection. I was unable to find this on any type of streaming service as of right now, but hopefully that'll change. Maybe it'll pop up as we get a little closer to uh, the holidays coming up here. But I do have some good news. You can find this movie for less than $10 on Amazon, Walmart, eBay, anywhere. So again, for less than 10 bucks, you can easily add this one to your collection. And who knows, maybe it'll turn into a great uh, family favorite for you and one that you continue to watch every year. And what's great about this movie is that, yes, it's animated. It's kind of geared more towards kids, if you want to look at it that way. But at the same time, when you look at the cast, even if you're a fan of one of these great actors, actresses, you're going to love this movie because it it's familiarity. You know who they are. You recognize the voice. You recognize the talent. So it's just fun to watch them taking their talents, maybe from something that you're not quite used to and accustomed to, and watching them in a great DreamWorks production. Really hope you enjoy this movie. I know I did. 
My kids loved it, and they can't wait for my pick next week, and I hope you can either. With that, I am going to leave you. I hope you have a fantastic week, everybody, and I will see you here next time. What's your favorite time of year? Can you tell me? The one that never gets here fast enough. Is it fall or spring? A summer thing? Winter is my favorite time. long ago from uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend the dream that came through a million years that lived on through all the tears hey listen will you stop this foolishness what foolishness would you like to see here he is your spider pan jeremy Hello, D-Heads. Are we ready for some more fun with me? I hope so, because here I am, and I am ready to have some fun with you. Well, we've been having a lot of Christmas fun, and we've been talking about some movies that maybe aren't necessarily Christmas movies, but maybe they are, but they give us a good Christmas feeling. 
And I'm going to talk about a movie that was a summer blockbuster release. It was released June 8th of 1984. And before you go Googling what movies were coming out, let's play along with me for a little bit. Now, some of the main things that this becomes a uh, Christmas memory for me is that following Christmas, I got a lot of toys and a lot of items with these characters from this film on it. A, a sleeping bag, toys, a plush, a plastic toy. Uh, here's your big hint. A couple of these toys, you put them in water and they would grow. Uh, you know, there was a lot of different toys and a lot of different merchandise associated with this film. It was, after all, a summer blockbuster. And it gives me a nice Christmas feeling thinking of these Christmas memories of getting these toys. But also, I do call this movie a Christmas film, even though it was released in June. In fact, there's another Christmas movie, and I think I'm going to talk about it next week, that was released May... Let me look this up again. May 2nd? Yes, May the 2nd, 1947. A movie that is clearly a Christmas movie. So I don't take release date as being the reason why something is a Christmas movie. I take it that Christmas, of course, has something to do with the story of the movie, right? So, Die Hard, I qualify. I mentioned before, but I'm not here to talk about Die Hard. So what came out June 8th, 1984? Yeah, or June 8th, 1984. Did I say that right? Whatever. So, <laughs> so all right, this movie, it was very mysterious. The, the, the ads for it on TV weren't very clear what was going on with the movie. And now, of course, the trailer showed a little bit more in theaters, but I didn't see a theater trailer for this movie. We didn't know what was going on with this movie, but Hardee's had some tie-in products with this particular blockbuster and had some, like, window clings on the windows, of course, of a local Hardee's that was actually right across from the theater where I first saw this movie. And we got a look at the window clings and thought, oh, is that what that movie is about? Well, this looks like fun. And uh, so my brother and I were the first to go see it. Uh, it was uh, in a theater that has like two screens, and on the opposite screen was Pete's Dragon. Uh, and then we went to go see this movie ourselves, and uh, was kind of surprised at you know even though this movie starts out just fun and cute, it does have a bit of a horror element before it becomes ridiculously hilarious. That uh, is basically a it's listed as a comedy fantasy horror movie, and that is completely I think a great way to describe Gremlins. Yes. Now, did you go into Gremlins knowing anything about the film? I mean, when you first saw it, those of us who are old enough to maybe have been kids, and you know, am I, I can't be the only one that we didn't know what a gremlin was. They didn't really show it to us. So if you didn't see a trailer, you just saw, well, there was these ads. And, you know, the ads were very vague. They didn't show anything. But then you see Hardee's, you have all the, oh, you know, these cute little decals or, you know, on the windows. They had five records that you could get that would tell the entire story of the movie. Uh, and of course, I, you know, there was a read-along record that you can get later, you know. So, I mean, this was kind of a big thing, and it really was aimed at kids. In fact, uh, Spielberg, who was a producer on this, actually got a little bit of heat off of this one, like he did for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, for being aimed a bit more at kids, because he wanted families to be able to watch it. Uh, but having some scenes, you know, that were a little gory, in a way, with, uh, you know, the Mrs. Peltzer uh, slaughtering, well, I guess she got three of them in the kitchen, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of gruesome. Uh, so... <laughs> They, this was two months after this movie is when the PG-13 rating finally did hit. They finally kind of realized, well, I mean, overall, the content, I mean, there's, I don't think there's even any language. I was just watching this again. Uh, there's no language in it. It's basically you got reptilian cartoon characters. You know, it's a little scary at points, and it's kind of gory at one point. But overall, this is actually a good, fun family film, but maybe not appropriate for children under 13, perhaps, because uh, it's a little, you know, gross. Uh, but still, I, I like to watch this every year. It is a Christmas movie. And if you would like to have a bit more in-depth, that actually was a topic of a retro review where I have a Gen Z uh, 
Emma, she comes in and I have her watch these old ladies movies and see if they're really that timeless. And you'll find that at uh, NeverlandPodcast.com or if you just go searching somewhere for The Phantom Nexus and look for that episode. And we'll have a lot more in depth. So if you're like me and you're a fan of this movie, maybe you had some of the toys. I actually told my wife for Christmas, I this, I kind of want a toy for Christmas. They've, they've had a singing gizmo uh, toy out there that... Uh, I believe Target still has it on the stocks. It's been out for a long time, and I've never gotten one. So I've told her that's what I want. So we'll just see if that's what she gets me for Christmas. And so once again, I'll have a Gremlins toy for Christmas to go along with all my He-Man toys on the wall. So, all right, I'm going to throw it back over to good old John John, and we're going to have some more fun. Stay tuned here to Diz Radio. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever, (laughs) mischievous, what's going on here, and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know, but in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Taking you on a journey from your lifetime of memories. It's Diz Radio. And back to your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Diz Radio fans out there, I am back once again. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It has been a fun romp once again here for our very Merry Christmas celebration. And as always, I have to extend that very special thank you to Randy Heller for stopping in. Such an established career. So many things that you have been part of. Groundbreaking. And of course, the Karate Kid franchise. I am excited for this. Uh, You know, just for you, the future. Season 6 of Cobra Kai coming down the pipe and so many other other things and I'm excited for all of my students that are testing this weekend to rank up in martial arts as I talked about here early on the show to listen to this episode and hear just how heartfelt and how much you love being part of this Karate Kid franchise. Thank you once again for stopping in and I am going to add your autograph to that belt that I have from Daniel and Johnny as well. So thank you, Randy, for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Cody, Dominic, Aaron, Frank, and Jeremy, all stopping in with their signature segments. Without them, you'd have nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. The D-team makes the magic happen. Definitely reach out to the D-team. Now, 
Also, the most important, the best gift of all during this holiday season, it is you, the D-Heads. Yes, thank you, the D-Heads, who have been listening to this show for the past 13 years. You are the reason we continue bringing the magic and memories from your lifetime of entertainment, movies, Disney, Universal, you name it. You are the reason we keep coming back at you, so thank you, the D-Heads. Now, before I close it all off here this week and let you get onto your weekend, I do got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, connect up with the D-Team, so many different things there on our official website, including all of our social media links. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Diz Radio Show. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, iHeartRadio, the Apple Podcast app. You can find all these links right there on our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. Definitely connect up with us in all the different ways that you can listen to the show, get the newest shows released, connect with us, interact with us, all over social media and all the different fun. Once again, because I didn't say it enough, thisradio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is a fun show here this week. We've had a lot of fun things going on. And before I let you go, I do have to say the one thing I always say for the past 13 years, never neglect family for business. You can always make money you can't always make memories. So definitely do that this holiday season. If you can't do it any other time of the year, take that moment. You would be surprised how just the gift of your time, not looking at your phone, just hanging out with someone for a cup of coffee can mean the world to them. So never neglect family for business. Your time is the most precious gift you can give somebody. So with that said, all VD heads, I'm going to let you go here this week, and I'm going to let you go with a fun one. I do want to close out the show with something a little more fun, and, you know, it's not necessarily martial arts-based, but it is one that I, myself, and my family always listen to in the DOD 76 studios. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a Kung Pao buckaroo. Until next week, all of you D-Heads, have a fantastic weekend, a very Merry Christmas, and all of our friends that just closed out celebrating Hanukkah, I hope you had a fantastic holiday as well. I'll catch you all next week, D-Heads. And now, the Grand Ole Opry Theater proudly presents a special holiday edition of The Adventures of the Kung Pao Buckaroos. up with our three cowboys one cold December night, huddled around a campfire. How about we sing some holiday songs? Yeah, hey George, you want to lead us off? Yeah, I got one. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are thy branches. Why am I getting bleeped again? Haven't you heard, guys? You can't say Christmas. You gotta say holiday.
I can't say Christmas. No, you might offend somebody. Who is offended by Christmas? You know, you might offend the and the and the atheists. What? Time to be politically correct. Uh, I'll lead us off. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Jimmy, are you listening? What? You can't say Christmas. Why not? If you can say on the last record, why can't I say Christmas? I didn't make the rules. Hey, listen, guys, it's not that difficult. All you gotta do is change Christmas to holiday. You know, instead of saying white Christmas, you say, I'm dreaming of a white holiday. Why did I get bleeped? You've got to say Caucasian. So I have to sing, I'm dreaming of a Caucasian holiday? Sure, that won't offend well, anyone. This is so stupid. Why do these people have to feel that way? How come they get offended so easily? It's a completely non-offensive and politically correct holiday. I'm just trying to come up with a song here. Let's sing one together. Everybody ready? George? Ready! Bill, you ready? I'm ready. Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy! Okay! We three kings of old are Oh, uh, sorry, boys. You, you have to say Asia now. What? Oh, come on. Just try. i got to get hyped up for this. We three kings of Asia That sounds like horse. Lord, okay. How about little drummer boy? Nope. That offends short people. And you can't say drummer, because that'll offend real musicians. How about little... <laughs> Town of Bethlehem. What's with all the short jokes? Hey, how about we do silent night? Nope, it offends people hard of hearing and afraid of the dark. What do you say about a shark? Shark! This happens every year. I don't well, know it's why the hell we can't sing anything. Oh, come on. What have you done? Watch what you heard you say. He's calling stupid. Well, that's okay. Same it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's a completely non-offensive and politically correct holiday. Ho, ho, ho. No. I can't say ho. No, you might offend some women. So basically, we can't sing anything. I think that's a bunch of bull. Softer, George. It's more effective. I think that's a bunch of bull. <laughs> Wait just a minute. I've Nope, no, 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 you know what? I don't care who we offend. I'm gonna sing Christmas carols if I want to sing Christmas carols. more effective. I don't care who we offend. I'm gonna sing Christmas carols if I want to sing Christmas carols. Me too. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy. You can't say new, it'll offend the old folks. And you better not offend them. Us. Thank you for tuning into the Diz Radio Show. The thoughts and comments expressed are those of the show and do not reflect any company or guest heard on our program. Now go on and relive the magic 
fun, excitement, and appreciation from your lifetime of memories. See you real soon!